Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's running around. And he's hit and down by Captain Cam. Wow! And there's no roughing with one second left. They say that's it. The game is over on another sack back-to-back sacks by this Steelers defense that played superbly. That's the end of the game with a final score. Pittsburgh 28, Cleveland 14. Well, to quote a famous fat guy, Michael Leah Day, better known as Meatloaf, by the way, two out of three ain't bad, but it won't get you to the playoffs. And Max, the, the everything lined up yesterday. The Steelers beat the Browns and the Bills beat the Patriots. But those dadgum dolphins beat the Jets, unfortunately. And as Meatloaf crooned, two out of three ain't bad. But as I said, it won't get us to the playoffs. Yeah, Wolf, it was um, it was a tough thing. I mean, you know, when, when you actually think you could actually root for A, the Jets, and B, Joe <laughs> Flacco. Um <laughs> They just, to quote the late Denny Green, they were who I thought they were, <laughs> and we let, and they let them off the hook. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's one of those, it's it's bittersweet because I think that, you know, for that Buffalo game next week, mm-hmm. we would have given a better fight than I think what the Dolphins are going to be giving when they see Buffalo. I agree. Uh, it's just ugly, you know. You can't start Tua, and Tua is the only way that team goes. Yes. I mean, I know, I know they they slogged this one out, but I mean, come on. I mean, would you would you rather see Dolphins, <laughs> Bills for a third time this year? Or would you rather see a rematch of Steelers Bills with the Steelers actually looking a lot better than that early season matchup? Where they where they didn't know them. I, I think we I think we could have we could have been a problem for a team or two. Oh, there's no doubt year. about it. We what we've won uh, what seven of eight starts since the bye. 
you know, yeah. or something like that. I don't I don't even know what the record is. I know there's seven, seven of our last nine. Yeah, seven yeah, of our last nine. I, you know what? The math. The math is always tripping me up. Yeah. I hate Just that. know this. It's like an inverse. You know, two and six before, seven and two after. Yeah. Just because we got odd numbers. Yeah. But, but I, I tell you what, though, for a season finale, that – that was a show, especially by the de- the defense and the offense both put on a show. And then Presley Harvin and and good old Bozzy Bozzy yep. Bozzy has had had good had a good boot, um, actually two. And then you know Presley with that nice little sidewinder backflip kick <laughs> um, that he did to down that ball inside the ten um, was just was just great. I I, I think the team performed admirably they they had a quality showing Kenny Pickett gave us a little razzle dazzle um in his in his season finale um a lot of guys stepped up and oh my god the sacks come on unbelievable I mean, huh they looked like seasoned grocers over there on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball you know what I'm saying they were they sacked more than the giant eagle bag boys on Thanksgiving day you know, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Brought all the stuffing. <laughs> they brought all the stuffing, indeed. Absolutely. What time did you get home last night, my friend? Midnight. Oh my Midnight goodness! Was the time I got home last night. Uh-huh. So that is why I sound so amazing right now. Wolf, thanks for noticing. <laughs> oh, I just, I, yeah, but you're in Arizona, you know. So the point is, you can walk outside without a coat on. You know, five five still five thirty. Wolf. Oh, is it five thirty? The what? Well, no, no, no. That's what time I had to get up this oh, morning. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it came. It came quick. It came. Oh, quick. it came real quick. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, you're you're much younger than me, my friend. So, my days yeah. of doing that, um, I'm not I'm not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. You 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 got that youth. You still got your youth youths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. The two Utes are are about to about to go down. <laughs> well, are, suck it up, cupcake, because we got we got another two hours to go here. All right. Hey, I I am perfectly fine, <laughs> sir. <laughs> See, you challenge the manhood a little bit, and what happens? Bam! The football That's player right. emerges. Rise to the occasion. There I'm you a gamer. Go. That's right. I'm a gamer. <laughs> Just don't do practice that well anymore. <laughs> practice just doesn't, yeah. Practice, yeah. we're talking practice. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Think about yeah. this game, all right? You got you got so much at stake. Um, the fact is they turned this thing around 7-2. and two. Great googly moogly. I mean, you love to see the rise of this team. Now, unfortunately, you lose too many of those – pre-buy games that create for you that dead gum hole that you got to dig yourself out of but you know to dig your way out of that hole there's a lot of people that do not understand what it's like to be in the four walls looking at each other sitting there at in my case one and seven one time or you know as this year two and eight or whatever it was two and six that's right right i got that did i get the math right that's correct that, right. that, that, that it was Eight games before right. the bye. So there you go. Two, two all right. So two and six. All right. So you got that go. That's hard. That's hard because a lot of times you start to get people pointing fingers and they're saying, "Well, you got to do this." You get the infamous team meetings where some everybody stands up and starts griping, you know. And to me, yeah. um, none of that is is going to be beneficial. It's all about 
how you resolve to get better, and it starts on an individual basis. Well, and one of the uh, axioms inside the locker room versus uh, what, what, what you'd say out in the real world, it is called sport talking. <laughs> sport insert, talking. Uh, insert a different word or expletive in place of that okay. when you just talk about problems, but you don't talk to the person who can solve them. Yeah. Um, and often, you know, like you said about Chuck Knoll, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the only people that can answer those questions are the people in those four walls. Right. But at the same time, there, there, there's still a dissection of leadership. And when you go to the right people to help you solve those issues, uh, like a Mike Tomlin, who will, who will say, don't flinch. Just keep doing yep. what you're doing. Get better at it. Get more efficient. Keep, keep rehoning, reshaping, recrafting. All of those things are important um, for, for personal development, growth, and team success. And so I think that's one where I look at it and I say, this team did not flinch. They did not turn their eyes away in, a, in, in the midst of immense adversity. They just kept they just kept trudging forward. They kept looking only six six inches in front of your feet, right? Yep. Minesweeper drill. Mm-hmm. Keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. You're gonna see something. There's gonna be something that pops up. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're aware. You know, it's funny you, you say that because it, it takes me back to 2010, 2011, when my son was over in Afghanistan, and he came back over on a two week. Um, you know, just come back for two weeks and then go back out, you know, just a little R&R. I came back, and when I picked him up at the airport, we're walking, and his eyes are six inches in front of his feet. And he's like head down looking, you know, looking. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm sorry. Because remember, he's 48 hours out of a combat theater. He's 48 hours out out of, you know, a very dangerous place. And he said, you learn to keep your eyes right in front of your feet because of the IEDs and and so forth, you know. And yep. you know, and, and you realize that 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 sort of focus, that laser type focus, they have to carry our armed forces, men and women. That's that's huge. And so using that kind of as a metaphor because it, it's incomparable, you know, playing ball yeah. to serving your country in a foreign land in a combat theater. That's that's not. There's nothing that compares with that. That's just unbelievable but football learning to have that laser-like focus is very much like that because if you start taking your eyes off of what you need to do to get better you're going to get worse and chuck always used to say you're either in the process of getting better or you're in the process of getting worse and you have to decide which it's going to be well and you have to you have to make sure that you're keeping the main thing the main thing. When you start worrying about what other people say or what other people are doing and you're not doing your work, that's when they find somebody else to do that work. Right. And if you lose sight of that, if you're not fully committed, you're not all the way in there, you will be gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there, there, there's, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, we talk about this, but we also know the theme for today, Wolf, you know, around the league is this is Bloody Monday, right? Right. I mean, this is a day where you start finding out people who who were employed are no longer employed. Right. Right. Uh, th- those who had a future don't have a future. Yes. Uh, 
You know, because look at look at Lovey Smith, already, already gone, it. and he won a game yesterday. <laughs> by the way, yes, yes, yeah. How Joe the, Woods did, did gone it, as well. <laughs> did, did you did it surprise you that Kevin Stefanski didn't have to get an Uber back to Cleveland? I I am surprised. <laughs> I, I am surprised he did not have a Greyhound ticket waiting for him to be dropped off right downtown from the stadium. This uh, it might be it might be a, a turnaround when you see because he did get him to the playoffs, you know he has he's done that, and they might have a little bit of you know maybe we hang with this guy, you know I don't know I just wonder yeah. if they're going to be patient with him or if it's going to be another house cleaner. But to finish off the season finales, the Steelers went into that game yesterday fifteen and one. They're now sixteen and one against the Browns in season finales. Yeah, uh, once again, uh, no surprise there. <laughs> Business as usual. The Browns are one and three. There we go. Let me just because I was like, I can say the Steelers are three and one against the Browns over the last two years, but it's so much better when you say the Browns are <laughs> one and three versus the Steelers being three and one. I just want to just dig it in there. That's my beautiful. boy, my, my my boy Brantley would not appreciate that, but ah, <laughs> he he knew what he was doing. That's why he wasn't watching the game yesterday. <laughs> uh, he knew what it was, and and you know it, it's it's one of those things where I was at, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm actually waiting to see because I believe there's gonna be a lot of turnover about teams who underperformed, teams who did not do it, but Mike Tomlin <clears throat> stayed the course. 16 straight years without a losing record. Let me let me ask you something now. And this is this is sincere. Um cuz I I think it's tremendous, all right? But there's a lot of people that are they're belly aching about oh da da da. I think it's a tremendous story of the turnaround. I think it's it's tremendous because there is a huge connection between Mike Tomlin and his players individually. Each guy feels like Mike is a guy they can reach out to. Each guy that I've ever talked to that's been around him is is they they always come back to the fact that they have a personal relationship with him. You know, and I, I find that fascinating and a lot of people seems to overlook the fact that if you really care about somebody, you love somebody. If you he's a, he's your brother too in a sense of you know, just like a father figure to a lot of these guys, um, it's it's very important that you succeed where they succeed, and where they succeed, you succeed, and you want to help them in whatever way you can. I know that with with Chuck, it I you know you feel bad about some bad seasons. Chuck was a legend, a living legend. They called him the Emperor for crying out loud. And when you have a bad season, it was just like ah. Oh. And the whole '80s was after the, the great 70s, and you just felt like, uh, you know, it's a shame, and you just, but I love Chuck. Chuck changed, he changed the trajectory of my life. You grow very familial with those that, you know, that, that coach you, that you, you interconnect with on a daily basis. And when things don't go well, you, you know, for them and for yourself, you know, you, I, I, you just naturally wanted to have things go better for Chuck because he was just great. Well, I think that's the that's the market thing, right? I mean, the fact that we can talk about our coaches and between you and I, Wolf, right? We've literally had all three coaches that the Steelers have had since 1970. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I mean, when you think of 
how remarkable that is in an era where we see a team like the Texans literally fire coaches in successive years after one year stints. It's amazing. That's just ridiculous. Right? Yeah. You see that type of turnover, but yet the Steelers don't buy into that or prescribe into that. And yes, there will be belly aching people, but once again, they think the grass is greener in the other yard. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, all he had was some some seeds and a water can with a hole in it. And this and this dude created a performance, you know, garnering type of environment. And I think that's what gets lost in the weeds because it has been such a part of it. You just assume it, but it is so tough to maintain that standard of success around a league that has free agency, guys suddenly retiring, the team turnover. Right. It you're battling the attrition of age and injuries on top of that. And you still find a way to win in the midst of all of that? Come on. Everybody could have justified, ah, we're going to suck. It's going to be a rebuilding year. Everybody, I, I, I want to find out who actually picked above 500. That's what I want to know. Because I know it's only a slim margin, and hopefully it's not just family votes, right? Right, right. Um, but nobody would have. I, I didn't even predict this, Wolf. And I, and, and I love the squad. Right. And I was like, I don't know. This this might be the year. Right. I thought the same. But, yeah, but the, once again, Mike Tomlin has shown you that quality leadership, quality coaching at the top trickles down. And those guys understood the assignment. Because even remember when I, when I was interviewing uh, Najee yesterday, right. right? He talked about it intimately. Exactly. Hey, we didn't want to be the group that was the first one to give him a losing season. Right. That was on our minds today. That was on our minds coming into this game. Like, regardless of whatever the playoff outcome would have been, our play outcome is what matters first. Absolutely. You know, and that's the final thing about it. And my mind is, you know, you won seven of the final nine games. Okay? Yeah. Your standard is you fell way short of it. But that doesn't mean you'd stop trying to achieve that standard you know yeah it's frustrating there's a lot of things that go into a season each season unto itself is i mean it's it's like a it's like a lifetime you know i mean you know the the nfl does stand for not for long for a reason you know because each season is just it's a a year-long journey unto itself and it's not going to be replicated by the year before or the year after you know, and it's it just it's just one of those things where, you know, you go down this road and you, you hope that you have the, the, the stop at the, at the great uh, standard bearer, that being the Super Bowl at the end of the year. But if you don't get there, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's life. But the fight was always there. You know, you didn't see this team tank when, when you see other teams tank. I just – I find that fascinating where – where can you find that? Yeah, I know in the second half of the, uh, the schedule, they you know you didn't have quite the same quality of opponents as you might have had before. All right, but you only play what you can play. The schedule's there for a reason, you know. And each team, just because they're they're hot in September, doesn't mean they're a good team in October, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it's always in flux. 
So when you play a team, sometimes a team that is, uh, you know, is is a rolling along and a monster suddenly hits a a, a pit hole, a pothole. It's because of the fact that you might have a couple guys that aren't in the game, and they make makes them just an average team for a period of a couple weeks. Well, a couple, couple weeks or a season, right? Or, or season. you know, you don't know. You, you just, yeah, you don't know. And, I, and and after the bye, they had every reason to go in the tank, Wolf. They had every opportunity yeah. to use an excuse, and they didn't use those excuses. They didn't pull the tardy slip, so to speak. Right? Ah, I I forgot about this. Ah, I had to run back home. No, there's none of that. This squad was ready after the bye. They got some good practices in, and they said, you know what? We're a better squad than this, and we're going to go show everybody else that. Yeah, we could talk about the schedule. Oh, my gosh, Buffalo and Philly in the same same side of the schedule. Okay, those two. But for, for every one of those, we had two of these. We had a Miami, New England, the Jets, and the and, – and, um, and the second Baltimore, uh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Winnable games. Yes. And that's not even including the first Baltimore, right? I mean, we had, we had, we had, we, we had opportunities. You win any of those other five, guess what? It's a different conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's a different one. And, and, and let it be, let it have been a division game. I mean, you're talking about potentially winning the division. Um, you know, if 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 you can, if you can do the do two of those things, uh, but any one of those wins puts a different pres- puts a different perspective on us, right? Right. That that's how you have to get ten wins was going to be the standard cutoff for for a lot of that, um, but you knew you needed to get to ten wins, and so the opportunity slim. You get you gave up all all your get out of jail free cards in the first half of the season. Now. You got to be skillful and roll those dice accordingly, right? Yep. You got to think about it. You got to make it happen, and they did. They did. I mean, to to our, you know, thoughts. They said, "Nope, we believe in ourselves," and, and that offensive line came together at the right moment. It did. They came together and and and, and did something incredible. Well, one of the incredible things about this, and then we're going to go to break. But is checking on these the AFC North? Isn't it amazing that within the division, all the division the division record of each team in the AFC North is three and three. I don't think that's ever been done in the NFL. I'm not. I wonder if that. I I could be wrong yeah. on that, but I I think that's a first. They all split their the games. You know, they each won one and lost one, and I don't think that's ever been done quite like that. But you know what? That's for people who have a an ability to do math. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? I, I, I'm going to do some math. Hey, we need to go to break. There you, you go. Plus me equals break in the locker room. We'll be back after these commercial breaks. You are in the locker room. Wolf and Starks here on ESPN and SNR radio.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They bring four. Pickett throws it down the middle. Touchdown, George Pickens. Pickett to Pickens from 31 out. And the Steelers in position to tie it up. And as usual, we will start with our good, the bad, the ugly. Maybe the awesome or the uglier. I'm not even sure. So many categories you could have. But certainly you got to say, you know, Pickett the Pickens has been outstanding since it got kind of unveiled, and it's been getting better. And that throw, I know there was a blown coverage there, but, you know, how many times have you seen a young guy so overeager to whistle that baby in there, he overthrows his man. Great job. Got the Steelers on track. Got to a tie. Um, I look forward to a whole lot of good stuff and on the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was a lot of good right there with Pickett to Pickens. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, it's one that we can expect to hear moving forward as a just uh, ju- just a phenomenal connection between those two. And even when you know there was a couple of throws where was he in, was he out along the sidelines, but. Never got discouraged. I mean, and he said, okay, we can't throw it on that left sideline. Apparently there's an issue. Boom, come come back and throw it on the right sideline. <laughs> there was a lot of great plays this season between Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. And I thought that, that highlight just kind of accentuated what it was. There's I no mean, doubt. the la- last two home games to have – that type of route, because I mean, that was the same route they ran in the Raiders game to win it. That that Pickens caught absolutely right down the and seam. So man. right down the seam, George is right there, and once again, for some reason, they just like busting that coverage in the red zone. <laughs> I have no clue. It doesn't matter to the team. Could it it happens to the Raiders? Happens to the Browns? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how six foot four is stealthy, but apparently. <laughs> uh, when when you're playing hide and seek amongst the redwoods, you know tall guys have have an equal shot. I guess I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but George Pickens, you know, played played peekaboo hide hide and go seek, and uh, Kenny Pickett found him, but didn't and he tagged him all right. He tagged him in a good way for the end zone. Think about this, Kenny Pickett for the seventh seventh time in eight starts since the buy no ints. I mean that's doing something. He threw how many in the eight in his first uh, five or something or six. I can't remember. But he's had yeah. none. You know, um, since the bye, he's had one. Let's just settle it that way. Well, I think I think that's just that's one of those hallmark type of situations, right? I mean, think about, you know, that first game that he comes in, halftime of the Jets, right? Right. Boom. He, he, he can't find the end zone except for by running in it. Mm-hmm. And couldn't get it in the air, and then then now you you turn back and you see, boom! Th- this dude can get it, he, and and he does understand it. The opportunities are there now. Now, did he force it a little bit in this game? Yeah, a couple times, but at the same time, you know, when when you're playing to win a game, that's what happens. Right. You're going to have forceful moments, and it did not cost the team in that process. You know, I thought that was also big, that his decision-making was sound, that either my guy was going to get it or nobody was going to get it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I enjoy watching how he's he has grown. Look, 
He just comes off a two game-winning touchdown pass uh, passes thrown in the last minute of the game to back-to-back games to win the games, right? Now he comes out to this game, the last game. It's the Browns. It's at Acrisure. All everything's on the line, and he he did not start fast. I mean, you know, he he overthrew some people, and it didn't look like he was really lasered in, and yet he still was able to marshal the resources to turn things around and make the throws when he needed to make the throws. And he started, he got this offense kind of just unshackled. And from a first drive that ended, I I couldn't believe, you know, I went back, I saw the the picture that Najee scored on that first drive. You know, he scored on on what the first down or whatever that they, they said is yeah. touch. I first I saw goal, yeah. I, yeah I saw a shot of it. He was across the goal line. That should have been a touchdown. But the fact is, even after the fumble, even after Kenny had some issues with overthrowing and, and it just didn't, it wasn't happening. It comes together, and he got it going again. And I I like that because these are all learning steps for Kenny. You're not going to start fast every game. You're not going to finish great every game. But you've got to find the wherewithal at some point during the game to be able to lift your team up and get them over the goal line. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And he he, he never, I mean, keep it with this thing, he never flinched. No. He never got overly up or down, even, even his demeanor on the sidelines, right? Even after coming off the field, um, after, not, after not failing to score on a drive. There, there was no frustration. There was there was no panic. He was cool, calm, collected. Hey, we'll get him next time. Hey, that's on me. My bad, right? <laughs> um, all of those things were, were were displayed. And also, we'll to talk about that Najee fumble. Also, right before that fumble play, right, a Browns defender kicked the football, and they moved it back, and then the official came in and and did not reset the spot where it was okay they moved it back about a half a yard and I thought that also was tough when you're talking about Najee leaping over the pile if you're a foot closer that's a touchdown and not a fumble that's my, just, that's just that's my that's my gut saying so even though they messed up the call on the right. initial run by Najee to get in the end zone when he stretched out there mm-hmm the very next play, where where the ball should have been lined up and where he should have been launching, should have been a touchdown on that one. But they moved it back. That's true. Okay, that's a great point. I yeah, I roll with that one. Not bad at all. Again, you know, just the fact that it it started so well. I mean, they were just. I watched that first play. They ran from scrimmage. I'm watching the the three guys on the inside, uh, Dotson, uh, Cole, and. Uh, uh, Daniels. Daniels. They, they just yeah. blowing people back off the line of scrimmage, rolling them back. I mean, get Zooks, man. That was that was nice. That was great. That was a double team going on with with uh, Muth and with Danny Moore on the left side, and they rolled Garrett back. And you know, we got to the second level with Danny Moore getting a block. And they, you know, I love that. I mean, the physicality that was emanating from that first drive. You're like. I was just like overwhelmed with like yes, this is what you want to see, and then you know it just kind of got a little uh, not so good, not so great, and then again, then they turned it on, they they were able to reload, but uh, again, this offensive line has grown tremendously since the bye. Oh, they have. I mean, watching them go about their business is like watching the percussion section in an orchestra when there when there's a really dynamic scene. 
right? And you got the drums and you got right. the, the triangle. You got all the crashing and the banging and all these things. It's like Carmina Burana, right? It, it's just – it's one of those – it's just Say intense. Say what? Carmina what? Carmina – Carmina Barana. It's by uh, Carl Orff. Um, but no, it, it's a, it has like it, it. It has like this very intense like percussion, right? Right, right. So it's big bangs of the drum. It's big clangs of the cymbals. Okay. And that's what that's what watching the offensive line when it's a good physical run play. Yes. It's like watching that. It's watching that orchestra of chaos um, come together and make something beautiful. Like you said, double teams hitting. Guys getting off to the second level, the running back, trucking a dude in the hole. That, that's the unaccounted for guy, right? The guy that he right. has to beat. Like, all of that is just awesome perfection in a very chaotic and physical type of manner. So that, that's what I was trying to get across with my, uh, with my metaphor. <laughs> or I love it. I, you just raised the level for me, see? You know, uh, Karina, what was that again? Car- Carmina. Carmina. Barana. Barana. Okay, is that yeah, like I, a, a, a symphony play or something? Or it's it's like an opera with symphony. Okay, yes. all right. Yeah, well, but just... yeah, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll play it for you next time. I see. You. <laughs> I'll play it for you. It was it was a part of my pregame package, so just, that's why I'm I getting culture, man. I could draw, that's why I could draw from, um, because I realized that had I made my another analogy um, about Manfred Honick in the uh, in the <laughs> Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra and how. The pops conductor that, that that would have been a little bit over over the head, um, but was, yeah, it's way over my head, brother. Yeah, exactly. My dad's loving exactly. this conversation, though, Wolf. Oh, your dad. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Wes's dad would love this. There it is. See, and Wes, hopefully, you know, I I'll send it to you to send to Wolf to play it. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it's good stuff. It's good. It's good stuff. When you're talking about it, but but I think that that's kind of what. We, and we've been waiting for this, right? Right. It, 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 it's it, it's one of those things where it's like you know it's there, you know it's there. It's like looking up at a stage with those instruments, and there's no players there yet, right? Okay. There's no members present, but you see the big drum in the back corner. You see you see the Glockenspiel and the xylophones. Oh, and, the Glockenspiel and all that stuff. Glockenspiel. Like yes. That. So you see all of these instruments. And you know what the show is supposed to be, but the people haven't shown up yet. And that's what we're waiting for with the offensive line, right? Right. We were waiting for them to show up. You know, we've been watching this since camp, and we're like, man, whoo, talk about practice. Man, this practice is ugly. <laughs> but you're talking about coming out of the bye, and then especially the last, you know, quarter of this season, I mean, coming out with, with authority. Right. Coming out with authority, dictating terms to the other team, and controlling time of possession, and have and sustaining drives, converting first downs, uh, and third down conversions, like all of these beautiful things that you want to see happen in a football game, were happening, and it was coming together. Everybody knew their cues, and everybody performed to the best of their abilities. And they did, and they got better. Yeah. They did. And they we did. better to get better. Go. <laughs> and we had better go to our break so nobody breaks there anything. This will be a, an intermission. In, intermission. In the show. How lovely. Yes. Lovely yes. intermission. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk more Steelers Browns on this edition and of the Locker Room. Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, you know, if you want more symphony, oh, I'll give you more symphony. <laughs> Oh, we we, 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 talk. Can, we can get into a lot hey, of analogies. Sting, with Sting is in town with the symphony tonight and tomorrow oh, night. Oh, Sting. 
Oh, there you we send go. Out an SOS Max. Be. Yeah, hey, li- 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 hey, listen, always send it out an SOS. But uh but you know, I w- but I won't call the police. <laughs> Anyways, uh on that note, <laughs> I thought he was a wrestler for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, yes and yes. So. Multi-talented. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> agree to agree. We'll be back here at the locker room Wolf and Stars on SNR and ESPN Radio. <laughs> is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Watson in a hurry up is back. Waits, waits, fires a pass. It's up. Intercepted. And with the football is Levi Wallace. He's got it at the 40, out to the 45. And the Browns stand him up at the 45-yard line of Pittsburgh with a minute 11 to go here in the second quarter. Shotgun snap. Back is Watson. Throws it over the middle. Intercepted. And that is KZ. And KZ gets inside the 25. Still on his feet. Uh, he was down, but he runs to the end zone to please the Steeler fandom in the end zone to our left. DeMonte De KZ, the six-year man from San Diego State, his second pick of the year. He jumped inside the intended receiver, Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, one of the things about this secondary, Max, and on this defense, 20 interceptions. 20 interceptions. Yeah. Now, we couldn't buy a fumble recovery, it seemed like. But, uh, you know... 20 interceptions, that secondary was playing well all through the season. No, they were opportunistic, and when the sacks were light, the turnovers were still there. Yep. You know, I think that was one of the things that you think about balance and consistency. Um, But, yet, well, yesterday, if we're talking about the good, Wolf, everything was working yesterday. I mean, you know, you you pretty much – Well, sacking the quarterback, think about that. We'll get to that, Cam Hayward. That, that's that's well, well, minus that one. But yeah. how many other ones did they have? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely, yeah. brother. I, but I'm just thinking yeah. in terms of that. That overshadowed everything for Wolf's me. Still so hot I about am, that call. I am yeah, so he hot is. About, he yes, is. I'm honked. I am absolutely yeah. honked about that. That's right because Cam should be at 79 and a half right now. Absolutely, and a half. You oh. know, I mean, uh, or or was. Yeah, no, or was no, it? No, it was 78 and a half he's got now. Yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah that's right, now. yeah. Should, should have been 79 and a half. That's right. Okay, I was right. I was worried. It's, it's the half sex that throw me off. But, I mean, you know, it, it's just one of those things. You know you what's look even at, funnier? Like, was that? You, 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 you allowed me to confirm you with math. <laughs> Hey, listen. Well, well, fact checkers, you should never listen to me when fact checking statistics like that. But but that that is the trust that I have in you as my partner in football. You know, I That's have trusted you, you, man. Wolf. Yeah, you know, love you too, man. Um, but I mean, but that, but that, but that, that is a frustrating point. You know, because I was like, what? You know, we oh, were kind of going back and forth during the break. Like we couldn't believe that, and I was like, okay. That either had to have been a makeup call for them blowing the Larry Ogunjobi. Absolutely. Uh, 
face mask tackle. Uh, that's, that's another one sad. they blew. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and yeah. go, hey, <laughs> call that yeah. thing. But at the same time, that was that had to be an obvious make it. Wes, do you have, uh, do you have Cam Sack and the, and the Billy's call on that? Okay. We're, we're, we're putting Wesley on the spot here. Let's see how fast yeah. our ninja can move and dial it up and so forth. But that was such, as I said at the time, that is the most egregious penalty I've seen since I tackled uh, a jet player who had it was he was a free runner going right at Bradshaw and Bradshaw had the bad elbow, <laughs> and I I just tackled yeah. the dude uh, Ben Rudolph Ben Rudolph came around Ben Rudolph, <laughs> so that was the most egregious unsports or roughing penalty since I tackled Ben Rudolph way back in 1983. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I it, it, because it's like everything else. I was like, how did you call that a slam, right? <sighs> What he he per, and he purposely did not fall on top of like he took him down to the side, absolutely. On top of it. But you know you have you have to do a certain level of like torquing of the body to get his feet from underneath him. How many tackles when, did when he you're break? trying to do that? I mean, Deshaun Watson had been breaking tackles. You know remember what I mean? That one, remember that one where we we literally you had to go back to the replay and see that both his elbows were yes, touching the ground yeah. because the referees did not see it. It was going to let that go. He do, he dodged through like seven guys and got like twenty yards. Exactly. So you know, I was what, like, it's like y'all didn't see that. That was terrible. Well, we got what Wesley's got it. Dial it up. Let's oh, you got it. Wes. Trips left. Is back. Looking left. He's hit by Captain Cam, and down he goes. Are they going to throw a flag? No. He got slammed down, and they threw a flag on the play. Personal foul, roughing the pass for defense number 97. Are you kidding me? the goal line, first down. I'm – No. We were, <laughs> are you kidding me? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Take your shots. That's all right. Hey, hey no. I love no, it. I love it. Great. Oh. Yeah. That, it was, that's the emotion. That's that, That's live. In you, the moment. You sit there and you look at Cam dropping Deshaun Watson, who, like you said, had run through several tackles before, broken tackles and everything. And you're going to call that? That's like you suddenly entered into the twilight zone of the National Touch Football League. That's yeah. the only thing I can say. It was. It was, it was yeah. absolutely super egregious. Yeah, it, it hearkened onto the days of the No Fun League, right? <laughs> Where it's like the days you of just yore. you sit there, yeah, the days of yore at that moment. Where it's like, are you serious? I mean, we can't do anything right. I mean, we're gonna get flagged for everything. Like, remember when it was like, if you even looked in the direction of a guy, oh, that's yeah. taunting. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> are you? Kidding? He's facing the direction that I'm going. What are you talking about? Nope, nope, nope. You you look down. <laughs> he still was on the ground. That's intimidation. It's like, God, I mean, that's essentially what it is. I mean, you literally, like on that play, it was textbook on how you should do it. Yeah. And how to prevent a penalty. And he draws a penalty from that, being as conscious as you can when you're going at full hand-to-hand combat with another 300-pound-plus human. You beat said human on the play, and then you have to go tackle a 230-pound human in the process that's athletic and strong as well. So it's like, it's like, come on. I mean, I could see if Cam would have grabbed him and then, like, 
like forklifted him and right. then landed on top of him with his full weight, right? I mean, that's where I see that penalty. That's the that's the upper edges and limits of that penalty before it becomes something intentional. But in this moment, I felt like he was conscious about how he had to hit Deshaun and how to take him to the ground and make that not costly to the team. I thought that was one where the referee – and the referee was talking with the with, with the side judge, and I was yes. kind of like behind with my microphone. And you can see him looking over his shoulder at me <laughs> at one point. I'm like, yeah, if I hear anything, I'm reporting all of it. Keep whispering. Keep whispering. We got big my, ears here, man. My, my laser darts – are, are hitting all the major appendages right now. I, I just oh, I just threw another one. Just threw another one with my eyes. You know, it. But but yeah. But that was egregious. But I mean, that that one. Yeah, it kind of overshadows. But when you think about just all of the production, how many group meetings did they have? Oh my goodness. At the quarterback, over the quarterback, at the quarterback's expense. I mean, it, it was it was just it, it was phenomenal. And then at the end of the game to close it out that way. Oh yeah, back to back sacks. I mean, it, it, what, what, what? Yeah, what, Hubbard uh, Hudson was already having a problem. Guys with the last name H on the offensive line should not play against the Steelers. <laughs> I'm just saying that. <laughs> they just had a tough time. I'm telling you what, they, they, it they was great. Do good. The pass rush was back. Well, why don't we close it out? Let me ask you something. You want to open the phone lines in the, in the what hour? You know what? In the power hour of this show, <laughs> we will open the phone lines. Great idea, Wolf. 412-919-1316 are the mathematics to dial on your <laughs> smartphone. Mathematics. Uh, are those Syracuse yeah. mathematics or Florida? Or... <laughs> Go ahead. I, ah. I the shots. Go ahead. Hey, West Virginia, most likely. Yeah, that's not very sure good math, then. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I, at least they're not hitting the one first. That, that's the most important. You don't have to hit one. <laughs> Oh, man. But, no, we want to hear from you, Steeler Nations. Good, bad, and the ugly during the beautiful part of the program, which is the Power Hour coming up next here on SNR. Wolf and Starks, ESPN, SNR Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.